Create, connect, communicate. Create, connect, communicate. Magical, enigmatical, gift of gab, super, super agile, story, story from the space man. Come well lit. <laughs> Yeah, can we get a mic check? Mic, mic. Hello, hello. Check, check. Alan, go ahead. Does it work? Okay. One, okay. two, one, two. Yep. And then Alex? One, two, one, two. Oh, there it is, check, baby. Check, check. That's you. That's you in the bottom. Dr. Dreidel on the beat. Exactly. Should we <laughs> drop a beat and then let the Jewish rapper? Jews with attitude, time? JWA, <laughs> in the building. <laughs> JWA, I like that. That was gonna be our rap group for real. Are you, are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Like me and my brother were planning that with another <laughs> with like Josh Dostal. No me. way. Yeah, for real. Yeah, for real. For real. Well, we all Aww. sucked. Right, I sucked. They were pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Um, should we get started? Yeah. Why not? Let's yeah? Do it. yeah. Let's do it. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Firelight Chats. We are here in Da'an, Taipei, Taiwan, with a very special guest, Alan Fei. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's my name, yeah. Alan Fei. And then we have also a special co-host. You heard his sexy Jewish voice on episode three as well. He was another co-host, Alex Olin. Bringing the nasally voice back. Nice to be back on. <laughs> he is back in the house. All right. So, Alex, can you introduce Alan for us? Oh, shit. Introduce Alan? Okay. All right. Here we go. All right. I wasn't prepped for this, so I'll just give the best introduction I can. Basically, like one of the crypto kings in Taipei, uh, super heavy into crypto, previously worked for Apple, supply chain management, uh, I think globally, but mainly focused in China. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, grew up in Taipei, but went to school back in the U.S. for college, like business, uh, now doing his own thing with crypto and then working, uh, now new for a crypto VC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, how, nice. was, how was that for an intro? How was that? What am I missing? That's, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Oh, and about to be a new father. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Thank you, thank we, you. We talked yeah. about that. We getting the kid playing basketball like day one. Day one. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. How, uh, how close is that, the baby? I think in like two weeks. Oh, she's like coming soon. Yeah, it's seriously coming, coming soon. soon. Coming soon. <laughs> yeah. Coming to a theater near you. Yeah. Wow. How does that feel? How are you feeling right now? Two well, weeks away from the big day? Well, seriously, I was a, it's, little, it's really hard to describe the feeling, you know? It's like, uh, starting to, like, feeling... <laughs> it's hard to say. It's really hard to say. That's, yeah. Alan Fay uh, 2.0 loading. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Started to have like all the exp all the bad memories, like recalling back these days, like all the stupid things I've done. Yeah. Back in, back in the past. Oh my God. It's going to come soon. Karma <laughs> is coming back. It's coming right back to me. <laughs> Yo, those are good life lessons, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Wait, um, what's, what's one of those things that come to mind? <laughs> yeah what what are you most worried about what is something that you have done that you hope your son 
Oh, first of all, do we know if it's a, did we say? Is yeah, it it's a, a son, yeah. It's a son, yeah, okay. Yeah, nice. And maybe, did you have a gender reveal party? Already did. Yeah, already did. Mm-hmm. How did you do that? We had a, like a KTV room and with my friends, like just like having friends, having pizzas like, together. Because this is actually a surprise that having this baby, but we are all like very, very happy about it. Uh, we had the, uh, the party go low key, so like, okay i didn't do much but like regular gender reveal okay and then back to that question what is there something that you've done in your life that you hope that your son never does oh (laughs) (laughs) everything probably just like don't drink that much (laughs) during the back when you're especially when you're in college study more yeah study harder seriously study harder Yeah, speaking of that, you guys had quite a night last night, didn't you? Yeah, a little bit. Not, not, not too bad, not too bad. <laughs> yeah, not too bad? <laughs> that, was, that was just one of those, like, it's casual. It was okay. It was Timmy's birthday, so that's why. Yeah, it's a yeah. buddy's birthday, mm-hmm. so, yeah, there's moments for those celebrations, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay, nice. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about crypto, or maybe we can kind of lead up to that. Before this, can you tell a little bit of a, your story about kind of studying in the States? and? Okay, okay. So... I was born in Taiwan and um, I went to state and having my college in New Jersey. So I went to Rutgers, finished my college and moved back to Taiwan and started uh, serve a year for the military service. And then um, I was actually looking for a job in Taiwan, but suddenly just like felt if I really stayed in Taiwan, I will, I will screw up my life for sure. Because <laughs> all my friends like from childhood is all here. So I was going to be like drinking all day. I got to be honest. Yeah. yeah. So, so I... Talked to my family, so I moved to Shanghai to start my career. And uh, fortunately, I, I got enrolled in Apple. So they were actually having a rotation program. It was actually an 18-month rotation. Like, so you switching around from the different departments. But it's all under uh, Apple Asia procurement team. Hmm. Oh, so, yeah. nice. so what we do is majorly we go to like factories or all around China or even in Asia to make sure our like product qualities. And so our job is majority like just going to factories and like yell to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so it's based in Shanghai? I was based in Shanghai, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many employees do they have in this? I think like Shanghai is like 2000 or something. Yeah, oh, yeah, wow, yeah. okay. So the Asia headquarters is actually in Shanghai. And that was like a two year rotation program? or That was uh, 18 months. Okay. And yeah, and then after that, I actually still stay in Apple and stay in the procurement team. And then I've been there for about three years. I moved back to Taiwan on like the end of 2019, right before COVID. Luckily. Very, very lucky. Yeah. Yeah. So I moved back to Taiwan and because like based in Taiwan and Shanghai is like no much different for me. I have to travel around in weekdays. So I tried to negotiate for a deal and move back to Taipei. And then right after COVID happened, so I can't actually travel. So I've been like staying in Taipei for <laughs> the next like one one year. Yeah. yeah. So which give me some time to do more research on crypto. Mm. That's the reason why I started to do more crypto. The first oh. time I invested in crypto was like 2017. I invested a project called EOS. So EOS. That, yeah, EOS. That, that was a really famous project. Still a 
alive right now, but yeah. didn't do that great. At that time, I do lost some money. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was actually the first reason why I moved to Shanghai. One of the reasons why is like I was really seriously looking for a job in crypto, but I <laughs> lose money and like lose my face on it. <laughs> but then after that, Start. I started to learn more. Until 2020, I started to dedicate more times on studying crypto. Last year, I actually like I have a friend. I call me. We had a startup, and then um, even though it didn't uh, worked out that well, but like that's the first reason I actually quit from Apple and like joining into the crypto world. Dude, that's a huge plunge, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially Apple, right? You're working for like a Fortune 500 company. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like very stable. And yeah. How about your family or friends? Were they kind of freaking out at that time, or they? Most of them told me I'm I was crazy, man. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody does that really right. at young age. But the reason why I'm actually quit is because just like what you said, it's because it's stable. I can see the barriers. I see the lines of my life for the next five years so i'm trying to like here's a chance of crypto might as well just like try right yeah, yeah. maybe like take a one or two years just go try and mm -hmm. try for a startup chance and then if i really fail i just go back to the same industry so do you think that it's something about your personality that you kind of like risk and you know yeah something something yes yeah because uh, i'm also really into like playing poker so mm -hmm. this is this is kind of like like somehow gambling yeah yeah, let me ask you about that, you know, because yeah. a lot of detractors of cryptocurrency say, yes. you know, mm -hmm. it's just it's just all gambling, mm -hmm. right? What would you say about that? You say yes, and that's why I love it, or do you have some that's, objections to I that? Think, I think that's really the sexy part of crypto, because, like, there's chance you can win, but there's also big chance you can lose. Mm. But there's also ways you can, like, put yourself in a good shape if you control your risks properly. Right, mitigate yeah. that risk. Exactly, yes. Feels like surfing. When you see the chance, you hop on the wave and like, yeah. Oh, that's a pretty cool analogy, yeah. actually, because there definitely are projects that are like bigger waves and yes, scarier. Yes, yeah. But you'll mm. catch, but you might catch an awesome fucking wave, right? Yeah. And Even, then there's there's some that like the tech's not there. Exactly. Yeah. Even you catch a good wave, there could be the bigger one behind you. Right. And yeah, it just crush you, <laughs> just <laughs> exactly. like a big market. Right. Nowadays, yeah. Yeah, you can crash, you can burn, you can catch a really nice wave and yeah, just keep man. riding it, right? Oh, man. So what are some of those waves then? Continuing with this metaphor, have you been on some crazy rides, some crazy waves? Yeah, yeah. I joined crypto, seriously joined crypto on the wave of the what we call DeFi summer. DeFi summer, that was um, the end of 2020, 2021. That's the DeFi summer. So all the DeFi projects like lunch and like rocket sky high. Uh, most of the project goes like 10X to 100X, something like that. So wow. I did add some coins on like these projects. Uh, what we can see now is like Uniswap and like all the decentralized finance products. And there are more things on lending and like borrowing. And like, you can hurt a lot of people doing like DeFi yield farming. So the, that's the thing, yeah. What is DeFi yield farming for those? DeFi who yield farming is uh, you lend your money to the platform, mm. and the platform will use your money to provide to whoever needs the money. It's like uh, you lend money to the platform, platform give you some yield for the interest. Is that like contributing to like liquidity pool? Or? Yes, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty Actually, much like, pretty much thing. the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got involved with that as well? Yes, that's the first big jump I saw in the 
crypto world because I wasn't in the industry back in 2017, the ICOs wave. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I hop on the, this train on the DeFi summer. Right. So basically you were kind of like just, is it safe to say you were passively investing in those things and just riding those waves? Yes. So I've been actually like um, investing in stocks starting from 2017. And then I started to learn everything from the market. Mm. And then, um, yeah, sure. Because like after you lose money, then you learn how to look. Where are the chances? Oh, yeah. You'll yeah, learn yeah, real yeah. quick when you're losing money. Yeah. <laughs> Did you do it all like self-taught or did you, did you have someone like teaching you? Mm. Uh, my brother taught me a lot. He joined crypto back in like 2015 and like deep diving super hard in crypto. I mostly have all my beginning knowledge from my brothers. Mm. Oh, yeah. that's, is this, this is the brother that did the, uh, like the crypto expo in Taipei, yeah, right? So he actually hosted Asia blockchain summit. So he had totally hosted like, I think three events starting from 2018 mm. and 2019 and 2020. Hmm. Yeah, and then right after the COVID happens, there's one time in I think it's the Marriott in oh. in, in Datsu. Yeah, I think twice in Marriott. One is in like Yunshan or something like that. Okay. Yeah, it, it was a decent event. Is big enough, like thousand, two thousand, something like that. Oh wow, two thousand nice. people. Yeah, yeah, that's and awesome. Then, like, in 2018, they even have the one of the funder of uh, Ethereum, the Vitalik. Vitalik, Vitalik Buterin. Yeah. yeah, Vitalik Buterin is yeah. actually came to Taiwan in 2018, and that was <laughs> no, the first time he actually. Um, start talking about eth 2.0 the upgrades oh, yeah the merge so oh. yeah the merge so actually mm -hmm. that that's the reason why people said like eth merge i've been waiting for too long so it's actually what's the history wow uh, so you guys heard it kind of first in taipei yeah in 2018 yeah, so, so that 2018 we felt like back in that time eth was wasn't that great yet and then we the Vitalik sounds like like sounds like super scam man <laughs> 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 that like eth not even ready yet what the hell are you talking about eth 2.0 what <laughs> holy shit yeah, yeah, yeah that was funny wow though. so that's what most people that's what you were thinking as well you're yes. just like what's this guy talking about yeah, exactly yeah, yeah oh wow that's like you don't understand like back in the time you really can't understand what what are these altcoins there's too many because like, especially after ico's wave like there's so many coins you really have to understand so i started to deep dive into like do more research on it oh that's yeah. super interesting so you've seen eth from like the beginning yes to now where it's like it's still the probably the top like nft blockchain yeah, right yeah, mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's still the smartest chain so yeah. far we can have yeah yeah, that's crazy. And the NFT wave is like largely from Ethereum, right? Because yeah, so NFT is basically just based on smart contracts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So mm -hmm. if it, doesn't, if it wasn't Ethereum, there's not going to be a heavy, any NFTs. So that looks like we're discussing the Ethereum merge, right? And it sounds like that's going to be happening around September 15th or, or somewhere yeah, so around it's there. coming soon. Yeah, coming yeah. very soon, just yeah. like the sun. Yes, <laughs> the prodigal son. Oh and, shit! And That's, the merge. I didn't even think of that. That's pretty hilarious. Coming at. Are you oh. gonna name him Ether? That is oh, the first question. That, that's actually a good suggestion. <laughs> yeah. I will take a consideration. Yeah. <laughs> Your wife might kill me, but <laughs> yeah. So, so what is that for people who don't know? Like you about know, the merge. Yeah, about this ETH okay. 2.0. What, what's going on with that? So what the is the easiest yeah. way to understand is this internet, Ethereum, it's going to be faster. And your gas fee, the transaction fee, going to be cheaper. That's the, uh, the key takeaways. The key takeaways to the users. Hmm. 
Yeah, because right now if you're buying NFTs on the blockchain with Ethereum, then you're paying huge transaction fees, yeah. which sucks because mm-hmm. you're, you're buying the NFT that might already be really expensive. And the last thing you want to see is like you're buying an NFT for like $1,000 and then the transaction fee is like $300. Right. And you're like, dude, what? How is that like possible? Mm-hmm. How are they lowering the, the gas fees with so this? So what they are going to do is doing the what is called sharding. Sharding is meaning of you giving more lines mm. to process your data information. So each block is a combined of um, transaction data. So imagine you only have one line in the road right now. So the transaction goes super, uh, super slow. If you have like 10 lines, it can go faster. Mm. So this is the sharding technology they are adopting right now. The biggest improvement is from the current TPS transaction per second. Right now, Ethereum is like 15 transaction to 30, the range about that. Mm-hmm. But after the upgrades, they are looking up to like, I think 10, uh, 100,000. Mm. That's the maximum. Well, so there's going to be a big change. That's a huge change. Yeah, yeah. So for the easier reference, so uh, Visa, all the Visa, MasterCard, credit card, Visa, the transaction speed is like 24,000. So, okay. so you can imagine. So after they upgrade your Ethereum blockchain, so they can r- start to run more application on it. If you can have the transaction speed faster, so you can do more like clicks and having like likes to the pictures, to all the NFTs. If you want to be have these things record in the blockchains, you need to have like signed or something like that. So after you have a fast transaction speed, you can uh, you have more flexibility to do these hmm. things. Yeah. Okay. So is it all good this merge? Right, because there's always a lot of controversy yes. about everything in uh-huh. crypto. Uh-huh. Yeah. What is your take so, on that? So um, there are three things you can't achieve at the same time, which is the security and the flexibility and the transaction speed. If you want a high security, so you're going to do the more checkings on your data. So which is you have to sacrifice your transaction speed Mm. and your flexibility. But if you want more flexibility and like transaction speed, you will have to lower down your uh, security gauge. Mm. So that's the meaning why you have to sacrifice something. So Mm. after the ETH merge, it's actually upgrade from the current mining system, which is called uh, proof of work. Yeah. Yeah, to cons- proof of stake. Yeah, proof of work to proof of stake. Right. So proof of work is a consensus that we use computing mining, like GPU mining to calculate a math formula. Yeah. So whoever mm. wins first can get the rewards. That's the way they, how they validate the transactions. Dang. Yeah. So, but they are switching to the POS proof of stake. Right. So proof of stake is more like we dedicate to these nodes. Like we have a super nodes to collect all the data and all the archive files and then let them do the do all the transactions. So we rely on the decentralized nodes. After merge, if you want to become a node, you actually like you have a stake 32 Ethereum. So you can start it to help the Ethereum blockchain network. Right. It's a validator. Yeah, right? validator. Okay. Yeah, right. To validate the transactions. Yes, That's yes, basically yeah. the proof of stake. Yes. Right? yes okay. Yeah. yeah. So I want to ask real quick is like, because you've been involved in crypto since 2017 or researching yeah. it since 2017. No one could have like predicted what it was going to do. But where is it now compared to like what you thought it would be? In like, 2017, like currently like five is, years later yeah currently obviously is a beer market right now yeah and we can see the wave like the trend is going down and all the nft price drop like 90 percent 95 percent something like that so what i see now is like this beer market is gonna gonna go through like maybe at least two years before the next like another winter yeah, for two years yeah okay it's before the next winter pool. yeah it dude, is that's a cold long winter. Ass fucking winter. <laughs> yeah because like as we see after the covid 
and after like all the government effects on the inflations mm. and like everything's like gonna change in the world right now yeah. so you can see the market is going down and too much money is printed out stupid money all around the world so people started to like using money not that smart as before and there's more ways you can actually do it online right now what i see is people getting smarter so before you go into the next bull run uh you need things way more cooler than before Mm. So that's why I think there's going to be a, a longer winter for people to build on more infrastructures to ready for the next big wave. So why do you think that's kind of stagnating right now, the kind of creativity and the excitement? Because what I see is uh, more uh, the traditional industry is moving to the what we call Web3 is a crypto world. So you can see actually like Tiffany, Tiffany, the diamond Jewelers, bracelet. Jewelers, yeah. yeah. They actually issues a new bracelet using the crypto punks. So if you have a punks, no you can yeah you can go to <laughs> Tiffany to have a to have your own bracelet or well, Alex, or do you want a Tiffany crypto punk bracelet? That's, or what? that's so funny, but that's a great combo actually. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, pretty. Yeah. That's pretty smart because then the guys get something they like, exactly, and like yeah. the girls get something. You they have like. to be the owner of the NFT to have the bracelet. Oh wow! Yeah. So actually, as a is a sign of rich. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's flexing too. I just started playing this new app called uh, Aglet, which is basically like NFTs with her Pokemon Go for sneakerheads. And they said something really cool that kind of resonated is uh, physical rewards for digital achievements. Okay. So basically, mm. if you keep on walking, if you keep on like finding different shoes and stashes, mm. then you have the potential to win a physical reward. Okay. And then you also are still getting your digital rewards which is mm. like, I think just the perfect way to like keep making this go. Mm. Like that's what, mm -hmm. that's kind of what the Tiffany thing sounds like to me. Right. Too. So what are some other kind of like interesting NFT projects along those lines? So uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with, have you heard about the step in? There was a, like a walk to earn game. So you earn tokens by walking. Mm. So that is the project starting from last year end of last year it was super famous in the first half of this year okay yeah the first half year he was like booming and the price actually like go 10x 100x of the token price that actually started a new industry the game five in blockchains starting the new model called x to earn what to earn so that's using the step to earn mm. so meaning is like you buy your shoes nft Mm -hmm. And you go to white walking. It's basically the same concept as the. You remember there's like the Nike, Nike they Nike have Nike Run a, app. Yeah, Nike Run app. Yeah, they have yeah. a tag in your shoes. So basically, that's the same. You use the, your phone to track yourself by running, and by buying their NFT shoes, you can start it to earning their tokens. Hmm. And your tokens actually you can sell it for real money. But like this kind of way is like uh, it is a Ponzi scheme. But that's the way to like actually absorb money. It's a way to get funded in crypto. Hmm. Yeah, you can think in this way. Like that's one of the tools to get yourself funded in the beginning. It's pretty yeah. genius too. They're collecting so much data. Think about all the data right. that they're collecting. Yeah, yeah. Because you're using your phone, they can track where you're going, how often you have the app open, what you're doing on the app. And then they could even sell that to like brands or advertisers too. Even though it's not that well right now, because like I think the game already crushed like <laughs> two months ago, followed by the market. And also they did some, 
not that smart decision. And then mm. they pissed off their their customers, mm. like me. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, really? So we started to see more games like X, what to earn. Like even we see like sleep to earn. It's tracking your sleeping sleeping hobby. No or shit. Like that. Wow. And we also we currently like incubating a project called Fits On. It's mm. like you doing workout at home. You earning your token. Oh, that's pretty awesome! Actually, yeah, I'm gonna yeah, yeah. I'm gonna download that. That's pretty <laughs> exactly. And what I think why Stappen really uh, failed is because like there's no use for their tokens because they were promising they were gonna get sponsor and like uh, they're gonna cooperate with uh, some big brands like Nike, Adidas, and these kind of big brands. Mm. But turned out nothing happened and like started to piss off their customers. Mm. And like customers were expecting like there's going to be a cool shoes or something mm. like that. At least you do something more promotions. It's not just like an in-app game like running every day. Right. So that's one of the reasons why they... They, they crash mm. man it's so hard for these like do you think that's the biggest problem oh sorry mocha mm. <laughs> the biggest problem like they because they just have to be so goddamn creative and like evolving all the time it is it is it is it's so you can start to see there is actually good with some what we said web two products think about if there's really more product like apple amazon these kind of big brands that are moving to web three they're actually integrate more like crypto system the blockchain system inside your product there's going to be a lot of cool things happening i went to state last month and saw the automobile car called wemo i think it's a side brand of google they're creating the new ai car and then that's actually the model you can see if i can using like the sharing economics so like by using the token metrics and using like the blockchain system, you can actually run the new economics model. I think like in city and like a suburb or anything like that. So you can actually creating more space on being more creative. You can like mm. start to share whatever you want, any kind of idea. You can start selling your idea and like grouping with others and sharing any kind of things more easily. If we can have like a more mature blockchain model. So you can think about like drive to earn or something like that. Or even like, as I said earlier, like sleep to earn, track your <laughs> sleeping. And like these company actually sell these data to whoever sells pillows or to the oh, hospital sure, or for clinics. Think about these data. You can basically tracking every day and you are willing to provide your data to the system because mm -hmm. you can earn your token yeah you can just imagine everything <laughs> that's so cool yeah. already it's like it's really cool how it, i'm not an expert at all like you but it's really just cool how it's evolving because yeah, it yeah. started like blockchain and just some transactions or holding to nfts and now these different types of apps and it's crazy too even in like the bear market like yuga labs i just watched a video with them previously like they're the guys behind board ape yacht club yeah, yeah. and mm -hmm. they just raised funds at valued at four billion dollars so ridiculous yeah that's ridiculous. like yeah dude, no company no joke company would be four billion dollars digital monkeys yeah <laughs> yeah can you imagine in, in the past nobody can that. you get funded so fast it's crazy it's yeah crazy. they've been open like a little over a year Just and they're year, four yeah. billion dollars yeah that is and they have so guys like steph curry who has like his profile photo is a board ape and they have like shaq pop in the discord and they're like holy <laughs> shit like shaq's in the discord dude <laughs> So what is the largest kind of NFT purchase you've made? We, I actually had a board ape like okay. oh, shit. last Whoa. year. So we we bought it, me and my brother, we bought it on April. Uh, we heard some voice and heard some rumors like, oh, this is going to be the next cool things. Yeah. And then um, and it pumps. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but it, when it pumps to like 10x, we like, mm, 
starting to be shaky, so we sell we sold it out right away. Oh. But if I didn't sell, it's gonna be like hundred X until yeah. now. Yeah, ten yeah. X ain't bad though. Don't yeah, don't be mad at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, still, it's still something. Yeah, that was that, that is the first the first NFT I actually got profit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was that board ape. Board ape. Yeah. What did it look like? It was. Uh, and why did you buy that one? That one, it had uh, a lot of eyes on the ape skin. Okay. So the skin is full with eyes. Eyes everywhere. Yeah, eyes oh. everywhere. Yeah. Ooh, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, I was trying to find a weird one. Right, right, right. <laughs> oh, people always like the weird things. Right. <laughs> that's yeah. My, yeah. That project's really cool. I really like those guys. Because the, they'll say very openly, like, they never thought it was going to make this much money. Right. And they right. don't think about, like, what makes money. They just think about, like, what's going to be fucking cool. Just cool and yeah. creative. And Dude, how, I even see, like, a lot of advertising and because I went to Chicago like a month ago, I saw the, the advertisement of Boy Abe all around the city. <laughs> I even see like the AI coffee machine. They're having like Boy Abe all around the machines. Wow. Yeah, the advertisement oh, is Boy Abe and huh. like an airport and even a bus station and like, like crypto is everywhere in the States right now. What do you guys think about like the lifespan of these kind of projects, like a very hyped project like Board Ape? So I'm thinking of like Supreme, right? These kind mm -hmm. of clothing companies that they, they seem invincible forever, but then eventually they kind of just fade out, right? Yeah. Um, what do you guys think about that? Do you think that it could end up just disappearing or do you think it has staying power and it'll be here? I think it will be like super awesome in the next five years. So because they already got funded, they can start to create their ecosystem. Mm. So think about like uh, there is like Supreme, something like that. They spend a lot of money on their marketing. Mm. Yeah, I actually spend things on giving to like uh, celebrities and sponsor to all the shows and and to the like, TV shows, something like that. So Boy they are gonna do the same thing. Mm. So they can start it to having more co-op with like restaurants and like even with airlines. You can see there there's a Hello Kitty plane, right? So mm. maybe there's one day of the Boy plane. That's mm -hmm. I think that's like something sponsorship deal. Yes, yes. Yeah, so even about buying a NBA stadium, something like. Just True. like FTX There's and crypto.com, crypto yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lakers, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, a, it's not Staples Center anymore. Yeah. It's crypto. Yeah. Crypto.com. Yeah. Coin, Coinbase yeah, exactly, is a sponsor yeah. of NBA, has it oh, on yeah. every basketball stanchion in the league. Yeah. It's, and they've infiltrated the UFC as well. Crypto.com. They, they were there for a while, but I haven't seen them recently. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. They were there for a bit. So like, they are rich enough to buy a lot of companies. So mm. they can even like buy gaming companies. They can buy like, even they can buy like League of Legends or something like that. Mm -hmm. Creating a boy version or something kind of yeah. diversify yeah. their portfolio yeah. as well yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's it's more like a building an ecosystem mm -hmm. yeah exactly that's a great point because it's not they're not just selling like pictures they're gonna make sure that you get like special utility or benefits mm -hmm. for having it but i still think it's gonna go in waves like i don't think it's just gonna keep shooting up i think it'll go in waves Mm -hmm. So there's going to be times where it comes down a little bit or maybe it's not as popular as it used to be and the price goes lower. But they said, too, like they don't care about floor price. Mm -hmm. They're literally just thinking what could be cool mm -hmm. and what are people going to like? I mean, like Odell Beckham Jr., also his profile picture is a board ape and he's getting paid in Bitcoin and he's buying clearly buying more board apes and like crypto punks with it right right and right. there was a time where he was like the top five athlete in the world mm -hmm. not just like the usa like the world yep new york giants yeah, yeah. literally li <laughs> literally it's crazy so yep. they, they're just so integrated too like the yeah. ecosystem's ridiculous like there's more thing you can use with your nft so they are mm. creating like more like DeFi's. they're creating more system like you can actually lend your nft to get money out so this is basically just borrow money from banks 
Oh wow! Yeah. Like using it as collateral. Collateral, exactly. pretty much. Yes, you can use your boy as a collateral and then like trade off house, like, something like that. <laughs> Seriously, oh, they can like take out like fifty percent of your money, so Whoa. you can use it as collateral or something like that. That kind of thing is coming out more. That's but, interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who is giving out that money? Are these kind of like DeFi platforms or no? Or? From their foundations, so they already get the big profit from their NFT sales, and then so they creating a lab called Yuga Labs. Yeah, and Yuga Labs actually got funded by like many crypto degens, mm. you know, like cryptos, like, <laughs> like all the big brands of cryptos. Mm. And then uh, you can think about they are actually going to create more like games and like branding and like spending more money on marketing. So Alex mentioned about kind of that utility and benefit that you know a lot of these kind of projects、uh -huh. are trying to trying to have, right? Do you know of any kind of interesting ones that you know really have this like really interesting utility or benefit? So what I think like、uh, NFT right now is like only using NFT is like utilities, membership, and like security. Yeah, that's the main thing I think like NFT can actually doing in nowadays in the real world. In the real world, yeah. <laughs>、mm. So you said utilities.、Um, So there's actually few projects to like to track your data and to like track your driving data and sleeping data. Just think about like X to earn games. Right. So X to earn games, they actually can create these NFTs to using as utilities. So imagine if I use this at, in your power counting voltage something, the machines of the, the right the, 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 the power measures.、Mm. So、uh, think about if you creating a game kind of like that. So you the energy you save per day, you can actually get token. And to sell it to something else, so you maybe can、like、buy something from Seven Eleven, something like that. So maybe that's the utilities that can happening.、Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how did you buy your first NFT? Did you buy it off an of exchange like OpenSea or something? No, like this, I actually had my my first NFT was NBA Top Shot. I'm a big fan of NBA, so、mm -hmm. started to look at projects like starting from、uh, 2020, and then、uh, beginning I saw like CryptoPunks, CryptoKitties, and these like I feel like these are trash. But <laughs>、mm -hmm. <laughs> seriously, like it, it looks like trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then like found this project called NBA Top Shot.、Mm. It, it was on、uh, Flow blockchains. So, because back in the time was still like the big battle of layer one blockchains, we didn't know which blockchain is gonna be succeed.、Right. But, but now we see it is like Ethereum, Solana, these kind of blockchains. But back in the time, there was like Flows, there like Cosmos. A lot of chains are battling back in the time.、Mm. So that was one of the biggest project on、uh, Flow blockchain. They do have the support from NBA back in the time, so we thought like that's a. Cool as project. I actually was planning to started a fund for like investing in NBA Top Shot. Oh wow! Time, but, okay, but but thank God I didn't do that. Bro, <laughs> <laughs>、exactly. we'll be losing a lot of people money. <laughs> yeah, yeah.、So、yeah. What for those who don't know, what is NBA Top Shot, and then what happened? So NBA <laughs> Top Shot is actually a short film of、uh, NBA plays.、Mm. So think about like、uh, you go to YouTube and see the highlights of NBA. So they only gonna play for like. Three to five seconds, short clips. Short clips.、Yeah. Mm. And they issues each clips with a number of NFT. So you can see like games in the championship or in the like for the All Star game. They all gonna have the like new collections for each players and their each place. So it's more like a digital baseball card, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Digital, digital baseball card video video clip.、Yeah. Doing TikTok. 
Basically, <laughs> pretty much like that. Yes, yes, yeah, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll take a lot of shit for this later and like going on record saying this, but I actually think like NBA Top Shot will make a comeback yeah. in the future. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so, really? I yeah, think so too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, but what what happened? What? So basically, yes. Um, the blockchain itself, flow is still having projects like incubating. So like that, they didn't win the battle with other like famous chains. So, mm. so we only see like Ethereum and Solana getting famous in mm -hmm. these two years. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. I think, but the project itself is, I think the problem is the issue too many NFTs. Yeah, exactly. So oh. that was the really beginning of NFTs. Like everybody doesn't know how to like actually giving the, the perfect numbers of NFT you should actually right. issue. Or even like the clips you should, you should uh, actually film it on. How do you create the game? Mm. But I think one day someone might bring back the NBA Top Shot and creating as a game or something. Hmm. Yeah. So it's a scarcity issue. I mean, scarcity is a yeah. Scarcity important. is one of the important issues, mm. and then how to promote the NFT mm. in, the, in the market. Yeah, because okay. everybody thinks like NBA Top Shot is gonna be cool back in the time because uh, reference of the baseball card. Because mm. there, yeah. there's a lot of cards like the real cards price goes sky high. So uh, people started to think this is the same thing, but there's still big difference because how they marketing is is I think is still not there yet. Yeah. Subpar. Yeah. Subpar, yes. S speaking of utilities yeah. for it too, is like, I don't know right now, but I know back then, because I remember you talking about it too uh -huh. and like the fun and I thought that was really cool and I really liked NBA Top Shot. I was uh -huh. thinking at the time it's only in the US. Like I think about when it goes to Japan, Japanese people are going to want to buy Rei Hachimura, mm -hmm. his NBA Top Shot, right? Mm -hmm. And think about like when Yao Ming comes out, like Chinese people will want to buy a Yao Ming moment mm -hmm. from NBA Top Shot, but there weren't any utilities with it. It wasn't like, hey, if you purchase this NFT, you have a chance to be able to actually meet Yao Ming. Like, mm. we'll arrange a meet and greet for people who have, like, the legendary card of Yao Ming. Right. If you spend this amount of money, you, you get that legendary card, you could potentially meet him, right? Like, that would be something, I Instead, mean, people... you just got a little video clip. Yeah, you just got a video clip that you can, like, flex on people, mm. you know? And they didn't have, like, any games attached to it yeah, or anything yeah. like that. But in the future, they totally could. Like, that's not out of the realm of possibility that they mm -hmm. can do that. And in the future, you could be able to trade them. So it could mm -hmm. come back like Pokemon, honestly. <laughs> I mean, Pokemon cards now are like, I'm so pissed I don't have my Pokemon cards. True, man. Dude, <laughs> Did like, you, did I you saw have some there's like cards? a super expensive Charizard or something. Oh, right? Charizard's like 500 grand now. Are you serious? I'm not even kidding I have you. No idea about this world. Yeah, like a first gen no. Charizard holographic would go for like 500K. At one point, it was going for like 500K. Holy Do the Paul brothers own them all? Yeah, pretty much. Right? Pretty much. I think they did like, they did a huge quest to like buy all those. That's crazy. Did you have Pokemon cards? I, I did, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I had, a, I had a Charizard. Not like that one, but I had a Charizard that would be worth some money right now. But that's, yeah, that's gone. So yeah. were you like that as well? Did you like kind of collect stuff, you know, through, yeah, I do. I through do. your life? I mean, like when you were young, because so, I collected baseball cards. So I was collecting like Gundam. Gundam, like, yeah. Gundam the robots. Like, yeah, the Dude, robots. That, that's the my favorite back in when I was a kid. Of course. And then like Gundam and like uh also like to collect like cars model. Mm. Yeah, like little cars, yeah. the, like Rolls Royce or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah. Keeping myself with And then buy a real one as well and drive it around. <laughs> I wish, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's coming, that's coming. That's coming. <laughs> the Rolls Royce. Yeah. And yeah. now I collect NFTs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
What about you, Alex? Did you ever kind of collect stuff when you were young? I was huge in Pokemon cards, like oh, massive really? Pokemon cards, so and a little bit of Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Like, yeah, I loved collecting that stuff. So what happened? Why didn't you capitalize Dude, on this? Vi- video, video games, man. Like video games came out, and then you're just like, oh shit, like <laughs> this is this is where it's at. Yeah. <laughs> Holy fuck, this That's is just crap. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um, but did you ever invest in those kind of video game, you know, related kind of like some of your friends are invested heavily in like DeFi Kingdom and these other kind of NFT projects related to video games? What about your interest in that kind of space? Oh, I mean, Alan's better to ask about that. Okay. I did like, I only do a little bit of DeFi Kingdoms. I didn't play like the NFTs or anything. I just put some money in liquidity pool after uh, Steven who wouldn't shut up about it. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> Yeah, so what, what about that world? The uh, kind of DeFi kingdom or these kind of NFT convergence with like gaming? What do you think about that space? So I think like gaming and crypto, as you just said, like DeFi kingdom, we can start from here. So DeFi mm. kingdom is like, it feels like you've combined all the DeFi products into a game. So basically what you can do is, I don't think the game is that much playable, but it's more like a, yeah. a gaming model of DeFi products. So I think gaming and crypto is still super early because mm. we started to see some cases from they are connecting like more three A's game from the traditionals. So you can think about like Assassin's Creed and this kind of game. These production companies, they're actually moving to start looking in the Web3 world. Mm. So uh, we already started to see some projects that is building on based on these concepts. Good. You know what everyone comes back to? Like whenever I talk with people about this, everyone comes back to Ready Player One. Yes. Have you ever seen that movie? Yes. Mm. Have you seen that movie? No, I don't. Re- no. I don't okay. Think I okay. They basically, you can go into a virtual world, right? And you collect different types of items that help you like either go on quests or kill people and steal their items. Mm. And those items are like a one of one or a one of five or, you know, mm, th- so those yeah. items are essentially an NFT. Right. And then you're an avatar. Hmm. in that world huh. which is kind of like it's yeah. crazy yeah it's kind of like the possibility of like what could eventually first yeah basically yeah. basically yeah really far away from that but right like, it's like yeah because um, i think with the crypto models involved in the gaming world there's gonna be more chance you can really create the value of a gaming because like many rpg games you only hit from like getting high scoreboard and like competing with others online mm. but you won't actually get anything you only feel like joyful some, some of it, right something like that yeah so think about if you can actually win an nft with the value mm. i'm meaning not like directly to money but the NFT, you can actually have in utility. So if you like the top 10 Counter-Strike player, mm. you can actually got the achievement NFT and like you can get some utilities by going to like Expo and something like that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think like more achievement can be recorded as an NFT and you can bring it with you and like creating utilities. Yeah, what do you think about crypto and NFTs development in Asia, like as compared to you know, the US? I think Asia is like... Um, so you're just in Chicago, right? right. So Were you in Chicago for like a crypto or... No, I went there for a conference for ESG. Oh, so I, okay. that was a, another half part of my job. So I stu- also study at ESG. <laughs> mm, so okay. that's another big world is coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so back, yeah, to, the back question. to Alex's yeah. question. <laughs> so what I think is Asia is going fast, but Asia market is no, still not that big. 
But you can see a lot of big brands in crypto. They are all having companies in like Singapore, Hong Kong, Hong Kong, yeah. even Taiwan. Do you know US? Have you guys used USDT before? Mm, right. Yeah, the tether. Tether. Right. tether. Yeah. Do you know where your company is at? So where do you have all the data servers? Is it Hong Kong or Sh uh, Shenzhen? Maybe no. Is it in Banqiao? Are you Thai, no Yeah, in Taiwan. USDT. USDT. Yes. Banqiao. Yeah, that's in Banqiao. Yeah. Whoa. I heard. I heard the rumor, like but I think it is right there. Really? Yeah, as in Banqiao. Yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. That's pretty sick, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So you can cool. see, like, there's many big companies and big brands of crypto companies in Taiwan. Because, like, Taiwan is also, like, friendly to crypto. And, like, they're, we are actually doing fast. Right. Yeah, yeah. The new Google headquarters is actually being built right now, at least the second tower in Banqiao. So, yeah, I can imagine yeah, some yeah, interesting yeah. stuff going on around exactly. the perimeters there. Yeah, because, like, the big issue Asia is not going that fast is because mm. the biggest market, China, is banning it. Right. Yeah. I mean, that affected the price too, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 So they, they are creating their own kind of own version of blockchains. Mm. Yeah. So they actually have their digital yuan, right? Yeah. yeah. They actually the have their thing. own like Chinese version open seas. Mm. So they are selling a forgotten name, but this is basically the same as Boy at Yacht Club. They're calling like like Happy Ape Yacht Club, something like that. <laughs> yeah. It's super, that super was creative. Super. Yeah. <laughs> and they actually posted on, I think I put, they posted on like Times Square or something, like Madison Garden. Something. Oh, no, right. I think I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's a fake boy. It's not like, uh, <laughs> it's a wannabe for boy. Yeah, yeah. 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 Pretty, much. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. much. Pretty much. Dang, that's crazy. But you can see like there's, um, there's a lot of implementation in like, Korea and Japan. Hmm. Especially in Korea, there's a lot of like crypto use right now. But you heard Luna, right? So oh, like, true. they also lose a lot of like uh, lose Terra. a lot of yeah, lose a lot of confidence in Korea. So I have a few friends in Korea. They're super pissed. <laughs> they lost so much money because of Luna. Oh, they they really treated the project like those crypto Samsung. Like the Samsung Dang. LG, that kind of big project. I heard many people like drop so many money. They wow. even like borrow money. So yeah. speaking of that, what are some of like the worst kind of horror stories that you've heard either first or second hand of people kind of losing stuff like a crypto bloodbath or something like this? <laughs> oh, the bad one is like someone actually like suicide or something like that after losing love. And money. you know, these I, yeah, I know. The, I oh, actually know no one way. of the, yeah, 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 I had a friend like actually like suicide after, oh, after losing so, so too much money because like Dang. money are borrowed from someone. Oh shit! So do not borrow money to do high risk investment. Wow! Never do that. Yeah. Was that in Taiwan? No, he is. Uh, no, he's in Korea. Wow! Oh, really? Because of Luna. And yeah. because of Luna. Yeah, because of Luna. Yeah, yeah. Wow! I mean, yeah. Luna really out here killing people. That's it is, dude. Imagine crazy. you you are buying a stable coins and it goes to zero. Yeah, that's I know. Nuts. And that name it, too, right? Yeah, it's imagine a stable coin. Yeah, a stable coin. Imagine that's how nuts. you. Know, yeah, my tethered friends. to the U.S. dollar, it's fine. Exactly, yeah. dude. But it just—that was an enormous crash. It I is. Mean, it is. It so is. ridiculous, and so many venture capital funds went down too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, three arrows, three uh, arrows, right? Yeah, had, yeah, yeah. had a big exposure to that, and mm -hmm. yeah, and I'm sure a lot of individuals. It is hurting yeah. pretty bad yeah. all around the world, man. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of venture capital fund, is Red Building from Taiwan? Yeah. Red Building is a blockchain venture capital and founded in 2019. 
It's oh, actually cool. the few first VC in Asia that's focusing on crypto industries. The red building itself is like investing in all the crypto projects. And then we got deal flow from around the world. So crypto, also blockchain, NFTs, all of these kind of things are especially kind of coins. What, what are you guys investing in? What spaces are, are you so guys open to investing in? There's, there's some angles you can actually look at this market. There's DeFi, there's GameFi, there's like SocialFi. SocialFi meaning is like Facebook and Web3. So, and mm. there's more like borrowing, lending, and actually there's more in like uh, security. Security meaning of you can use your house to use do it as a collateral and get some coins out. Also, we look at projects building infrastructures, building the new kind of blockchain. So we can see there's a new chain called Aptos, original from the meta. Mm. They are the original group of people they're building the Blockchain for Meta is called Libra. They were the same group. After they left uh, Meta, they start the Aptos. So these kind of projects, so they are gonna have more ecosystem building on. So there is like needing like on-chain data analysis and this kind of tooling data. All these kind of angles are the projects we are looking for. So anything related to blockchains, we look for interesting projects, yeah. Right, yeah. right. When did you join this company? You just I joined actually, I just joined. I just joined like two months ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So how did you find this uh, opportunity and how's it, it going? It was because the one of the funder was good friends with my brother. Mm. So we also have been talking about crypto for a while. Also, we had shared some deals and back in time, we were playing poker and playing like basketball together. We've been knowing know each other already. And then um, after I quit Apple and do my own startup, so I started to do more and more research. Mm. And then I, in the past few months, uh, I did the deep research on Step In, the Walk to Earn game. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then I do share, share some notes. They saw my ability in making research. So mm. yeah, they, I, yeah, he recruit me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah. So, so. And so far, much more fun than Apple? Uh, <laughs> yes, it's from a different <laughs> angle though. Mm. Yeah, because like when I was in Apple, it was like, I, I was like, like a little tool for the big machines. Yeah, so you, you can see the big picture, but you can't really do a lot mm -hmm. in the business side. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but after joining VC, you're actually like making deals, like negotiating for terms. You can actually looking for it, uh, how the business actually works. Mm -hmm. So it's a really cool new industry for me. Yeah, yeah that's sick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like your brother's the, the man, the kingpin in here in Taiwan. Yeah, yeah, he's like, uh, he joined crypto very early, yeah. Yeah, so your whole family is in crypto or just you and your brother? Just or? me. So we have three siblings in our, our family. So mm. This is actually my second uh, my second brother. So me and my second brother, he, his name's Andy. Mm. So then we've been like doing cryptos for a while. And then we we spend a lot of time to persuade our parents and also our <laughs> older brother. Yeah. yeah. They do they all all make some money from crypto. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you mean like you helped your parents buy some? Or? Yeah, I, I told them to buy like ETH when it was like three hundred something. No two, two thousand twenty. Oh so we we actually dropped more money on that time and yeah, saw the ETH pump. Wow. <laughs> oh, he must have been pumped when Yeah, he so that, so dude. they Holy all got shit. FOMO like joining crypto right now. Because like <laughs> Back in like 2016 or 15, my brothers tried to tell like everybody about Bitcoins or something like that. And then uh, most of our family members like, dude. Yeah, what are you doing, man? The fuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, shut the fuck up. Go get, get a job. Go get a job, Go get a job. This is fake. <laughs> this is not going to work. Because your mom's like, your mom's like an accountant, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He like, oh, uh, that's hilarious. Yeah, he's really. an accounting professor. 
No. So you like he, she really don't understand what the hell is going on <laughs> after right at, but after she made some money up from the crypto, <laughs> she, oh crypto is the new world. <laughs> no, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She can she can read those numbers right exactly. Yes. What what, what, what did your dad say? My dad actually having like checking crypto the price of crypto every day. No. Oh, <laughs> like there's a stock uh, in the notifications like in the in your iPhone. Yeah. yeah. That I put the you all put the them crypto, all in there. Yeah, like BTC, USDT, US, yeah, EPH. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny, man. My dad actually started to having conversation about like crypto with me, like asking questions about like what is Oracle and what is what is DeFi. How do I do like year farming? <laughs> Something like that. Oh, that's yeah. hilarious. What about around you? Like, do you see that there's more and more interest, you know, because you've seen it in your family directly, but like kind of around you and then maybe in Taiwan in general? Do you think that the public is getting more interested and more educated about this yes, kind of industry? Yes. So you can see the industry from what I see is from a different angle, because whatever industry you're going to succeed, I think you need a lot of young blood. You need young bloods yeah. to start the creativity mm -hmm. and look at the crypto world. It's all young people, right? Mm. that all the young talents are focusing on crypto so you can see in the next three to five years there's gonna be more creative promotions and marketings in crypto mm. then that's the way to attract uh, new users and think about the next generations these kids in like in middle school and high school and college mm. they're all gonna use crypto in their future mm. so they're not gonna use any membership card they're just using NFTs and they're not carrying any kind of payments. They're just using their cryptos to pay. Mm. Yeah. What would you say to like a young person who's kind of getting interested in this? How should they go about maybe not making the same mistakes you made perhaps? Uh -huh. Or uh, what kind of things should they study or look into? Seriously, don't drop your money too fast. Okay. <laughs> and really control the risk, like uh, separate your investment into more, be more diversified. Don't drop all your money in any kind of one project. Mm. Even that is really good. Don't like all in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so never all in. Yeah. Never all in in the beginning. Yeah, That's yeah. like fundamental advice, right? Pretty yes, much yes, every yes, yes. every industry you gotta exactly. diversify. Yeah, like, but easier said than done. Yeah, <laughs> never all in. Never exactly. all in. Exactly. But like, do more research and like look at the news first. Go check on the history. Like easier to determine which kind of project is shit and which kind of project is actually legit. Mm. Yeah. And because there's a lot of copies online, you might like started to think, oh, I'm kind of understand this industry already. So this project might be cool. And after like you one of a few of your friends FOMO you, if you don't have the right way to justify this is a good or bad project, mm. you will lose money mm -hmm. for sure. So my advice will be like, find a really good YouTuber and like listen to all his, his videos. Mm. And there's a lot of free resource online right now mm -hmm. and go check it on first mm. before you really invest. There's a lot of people talking about crypto online. So if you really can't find the information of the project, that must be something wrong. If it is really a good project, that's gonna be like pumping like 100%, 100X. You- There's gonna be a you, lot you, of people talking is, about it. Yeah, impossible you are the first person to know it. Mm. Yeah. All the great project is like Apple, Google, they all go to like the big VCs like Sequoia or something like that. And they are like a first tier kind of VC, first tier capitalism in the world. Yeah. So you won't be able to beat them. Mm -hmm. So like normal play, whenever you look at it, it's already the secondary market. Mm -hmm. So in a secondary market, the only way is to do more research mm -hmm. Yeah, and join, maybe join your community to start to understand more. And 
doing more comparison between each projects because there's a lot of similar projects in the market. So even like you saying like X to earning game, these projects, you can find a lot of um, reference you can do. So you can actually check on these games tactics. Does that really going to work in the market? This model is you are you are be able to check online. Have you ever thought of, because you've worked, now you're working for VC, right? You've worked in like mining, you've worked in like the, the researching it. Have you ever thought of like kicking off your own project? Honestly, no. Because hmm. after, yes, no. Because like, <laughs> just, uh, just like I said, like I, I really learned how to control my risk. Yeah, and, like doing a project is like, oh, in <laughs> for sure. Mm, yeah, but I do true. see there's like, there's a lot of chance by doing like starting your own project. I do see people like making a lot of money from Mm. yeah but i really think that is too much risk i will go like uh, go slowly <laughs> yeah that makes sense that makes sense what's the most you've gotten burned most i can burn um i can't really remember <laughs> <laughs> i can't remember i don't want to remember yeah, uh, yeah no. <laughs> recalling that maybe I, I need to take a few shots <laughs> <laughs> yeah like how does that feel like the first time when you know you you get burned real hard how did that feel like first time is like uh just feel like your first time going to playing poker playing like texas Hold'em in a casino mm. and your hand got shaky and like you get sweating all the time and you started to like yeah Think about why would why would you do that? Why would I do that? Why? Uh, you'll go through a very drama, very drama section with yourself. Oh, right. Yeah, because like the first time I, I got burned out super hard was like last year. Oh, yeah. last year in May there was a big yeah. drop in BTC. Yeah, from like sixty thousand. That like drop. Yeah, 30. that drop. That drop. I actually have a loan position in future trading. Oh. And, oh my fucking god! I lose so much money oh. on that on that part. Shit! Yeah. So that's the first. That's the beginning when I just start learning how to do like future trading. Oh, I started wow. to play around day trade, and I did make some money in the beginning. So I feel like I'm god. <laughs> I'm god <laughs> trading, dude. You guys are trash. <laughs> yeah. So I started to do my best, getting bigger. Oh fuck! Yeah, that's man, fucking disaster, man. Oh, it's uh, like the worst time that's to the do worst. that too. Yeah, that's the worst. Oh. And like, I sit on my balcony and sit there for for the entire night and smoking for like so many packs of cigarettes. <laughs> Dude, that's a uh, oh. man. I, that's when I uh, first took like a big hit too. I wasn't doing futures, right? Yeah. But I remember it because I wasn't really into crypto that much until like until the summer, right? Until you start like. Oh man, I'm like FOMO. I got FOMO real hard. And I was like, all right, I got to put some money into it. And I put money into it at the beginning of 2021. So that's when Ethereum literally jumped from 1,000 to 4,000 mm. in like four months. Four months. It went, it was literally doing 1,000 a month. And I was like, holy shit. So I'm I just, God. So I'm I just God, kept, baby. I just kept like reinvest, like dollar cost averaging into it. I was like, okay, but higher and higher amounts. And then it took that massive hit. And you're just like, oh my god! Like, but that's the hardest part. But eventually, you're just like, okay, just Seriously, just, just stay calm. Like, I just I'll just hold it yeah, and see when it. Story, man. Yeah, just hold and hot, like, huddle, hold, huddle, hot, huddle, and stay calm. <laughs> It'll come back, and then it came back, and then it dropped again. Yeah, <laughs> like, Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah. 
What about the positive stories? What are your kind of greatest triumphs, either kind of monetarily or, or otherwise, you know, like memories? Best hit I got is the Ethereum I just mm. mentioned earlier. So it was like I bought on 300 something. Mm. And even now it dropped, it's still like 1500. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Yeah. You're doing well there. Yeah, doing well there. And like bought my first car in my life. And <laughs> oh, shit. And, and that's actually the reason why I have more space and then like doing more research and started to attend more events because I got more money to do it. <laughs> wow. And then uh, that's the main reason why I really get into crypto. Yeah. Damn. And then I spend more time and I actually changed my job. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you get paid in crypto right now? I do. Oh, but, uh, cool. I paid in, so I. That's awesome. Actually, like, crypto is, like, supporting my life right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I'm doing, like, full time crypto. Full time. Full time crypto. So, like, my bank account balance is, like, barely four digits or something. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I never have, like, my cash. <laughs> it's all crypto. Yeah. Yeah. How easy is it for you to liquidate? Because you were, you know, you were talking about you, you bought your first car, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, how does that work for people who don't understand? Okay, so there's actually only two ways you can cash out your cryptos. Mm. One is go through exchange. So in Taiwan, there's few called like Ito, mm. Ito EX and MyCoin yeah. and Ace. Okay. These are the three big exchange in Taiwan. Okay. So you can go through their exchange website and do all the all the cash outs. They link to your bank account directly. So your your crypto, your asset will be tracked by the government. Mm. So there is another way to do it. <laughs> yeah. So these these are not illegals. Right. So there is another way called it's OTC. Yeah. OTC. And OTC over the desk. Over the over counter. The, over right? the counter. Yeah. yeah. Over the counter. Yeah. Mm. So you actually just buy crypto by from someone. There is mm. people that are actually like selling crypto in in the market but by doing this you be careful you know the person yeah exactly because yes, right? i really also heard some bad stories like mm. people get robbed and like people get fake cash or something fake monies and wow yeah, these kind of things seriously happening yeah yeah because yeah, it's a pretty unregulated space right yes so. yes because like uh in taiwan government still treated crypto as a commodity mm. not currency so trading commodities is just like selling your cookies yeah it's the same thing huh Oh, that's that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, Do you think yeah. that's going to change pretty soon? Not soon. So you can see like this. So Taiwan always is slower than than the states for like three to five years. Mm -hmm. Whenever you see these kind of crypto NFT implement in, in real life in the United States, you can see like Taiwan maybe going to having it in the next three to five years. Mm -hmm. yeah. But before before other kind of countries ha having this. Taiwan won't be the first one. So I think like maybe you're going to wait for five to 10 years. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. Before they really start kind of being like, able to figure yes, out what to do. Because like you have, you also have to like educate to build your own customers, new type of customers. And it takes time. Normally like takes like three to five years. So related to that question about, you know, kind of pulling it out, right? in that liquidity thing. But what about using it? How easy is it for you to use it as pretty much a currency? You know, because you said your bank account only has like four digits. Yeah, and yeah, most yeah. of it's all in crypto. But are you able to kind of use it in Taiwan to buy and sell whatever you want? Yes. So mm -hmm. after you do go through the exchange, you're already getting cash. So there's two ways. Either you get cash out or uh, use the crypto.com credit card. Oh, okay. yes. So that's how I survive. <laughs> yeah. I just like using the crypto.com credit card all the time huh. and just pay back with crypto. 
Mm. Oh, I yeah. didn't even know you could get that in Taiwan. Yeah, that's, you can. You can. You can do that. That's pretty cool. Like 80 percent of the hotels already accept uh, crypto.com. Wow, that's so, awesome. really. Yeah, 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 yeah. In Taiwan. In Taiwan. Okay. Taiwan, yes. Oh wow. So you can also use a credit card in like Seven Eleven. Everything hmm. you can use it. Yeah. And that gives you pretty good benefits too, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. But they already canceled it like a month ago. So they got a lot of complaints because they used to having like free Netflix, Spotify, and you get like 4%, 4 to 5% cash back. They cancel everything. Oh, <laughs> damn. Yeah, yeah. It was too the, good. Because the market dropped. <laughs> yeah, the market. Well, otherwise, they have to. Yeah. Otherwise, they have to do like the Ponzi scheme. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Keep going. Yeah. Wow, wow. Is crypto.com, is there some uh, Taiwan connection with crypto.com? Yeah, they actually having an office in Taiwan. Okay. They started an office, but they in Asia, I think they're majority based in Singapore. Singapore, right? Singapore, yeah. Because uh, a lot of crypto companies actually in Singapore. Right. They're having like tax uh, benefits. So, mm. Yeah. So what about that? My last guest, uh, he is the director of Startup Grind in Singapore. So he was talking a lot about kind of the Singaporean landscape compared to Taiwan. Mm -hmm. um, and that, you know, obviously Singapore is like a fintech financial kind of capital, right? Mm -hmm. uh, he doesn't think Taiwan can ever match that. But what do you think about Taiwan in terms of, you know, financial space and then uh, fintech and then also all of this crypto? And okay, other be honestly, I think he's right. Yeah, because yeah. their big issue in Taiwan is about the regulations. The key is regulation because Taiwan, you can look at Taiwan's regulations. It's really different than the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. Even we are in the same uh, same region. Mm. So Taiwan, Taiwan laws is more, it's more strict and some of them are more twisted. <laughs> so you like, it's not easy for foreigners to invest in Taiwan especially mm. like overseas companies yeah because you have to go through a lot of process and like, you also have to set a lot of terms for example if you want is like getting a funding project in Taiwan uh, some of the big projects you have to like hire like five, 50 to 70 percent of the employee from Taiwan mm. but there is something that is a like a core technology you really need the person from your company right. you won't be able to like really train one for a very short amount of time. So you need the team. But mm. so there's a lot of like weird rules mm. you have to follow. So Taiwan is relatively not that great in terms of investment mm. comparing to like Singapore and Hong Kong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the rules is it's more complex, I'll say this mm. way. Yeah, so I don't know how much you know about that, but what do you think about why that is? And what are kind of the biggest roadblocks or why can't Taiwan kind of liberalize? Because we also, by the way, we're discussing about the banking system uh -huh. here. Alex and I are gold card members and in the gold card community, that's pretty much like the number one biggest complaint about uh -huh. Taiwan from a foreigner's perspective, which is uh, the banking system here. So do you have any insight into why Taiwan has these kind of strict regulations and how do you think they could change them or do you really don't I have think hope? it is, is somehow also related to the personality of Taiwanese oh interesting. yeah so that because mm. that was not that aggressive and um and like uh, very risk averse risk -averse, and conservative yeah, exactly yes mm. so the just think about like future trading in Taiwan it's not that easy to play mm. and there's not yeah. much option you can do in Taiwan it's not like just like the U.S. stock trading you can like doing options and a lot of things you can actually uh you can actually do i mean i think it's not going to happen in taiwan mm. yeah, yeah. Mm. because there are rules they want to they don't want to put people into like too easy to uh, to touch these risks yeah i would say it that way 
Was there debate in Taiwan about because we mentioned about gambling before,、yeah. right?、Uh, but I'm talking about literal gambling, you know, kind of casinos and things like this. I feel like that's kind of an issue that keeps coming up in Taiwan every once in a while. You、yes. know, some politicians are saying like, "Oh, we want to." So every every time you see elections coming, these kind of tough topics coming out like so many times already.、Mm. So they were actually planning. They were saying like having Penghu、mm, to become the, the island, Macau. yeah. Okay,、Whoa. yeah. There was actually that would be big, so crazy. There was actually a big plan, and a lot of a lot of people already invested in Penghu、mm, back in the time. Okay, but the project failed because of the political issues. Right. Yeah. So、mm. why Taiwan is so twisted is oh somehow is maybe because of Taiwan is too I would say is too free for people, and、mm. then like、um, uh, what do you mean by that? Can you dig deeper into that? Okay, so <laughs> I feel like it's getting a little juicy. I also like because、uh, you know Taiwan is a democratic country, so we have more freedom on saying things. So everybody have a rights to say whatever whatever fuck they want.、Mm. So you will have to care about more angle.、Mm, yeah. Yeah. So so that's why Taiwan having a lot of weird rules、mm. to like. Take care of everybody, but you do know there's no rule can take care of everybody. Right? There's always like there's always downside for someone.、Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You can't make everybody you, happy. You can't. It's impossible.、Yes. Or make everybody agree on something. Yes. So, but Taiwan, because Taiwan is a democratic country, and then we got our president elected by from elections. So each time we having like、uh, elections, there are too many. Everyone comes out. Everyone comes out. There's too many attacks and too many things you really can't do because、mm. some of the big projects you really have to put yourself in a big risk.、Mm, so、yeah. Starting a like a、yeah. real legit system, a real legit for the countries.、Mm-hmm. You need to you you need someone who have balls.、Mm. Yeah, big time. Yeah, and because like doing these kind of projects, you are you gonna you gonna make someone to lose money for sure. Right. Yes, and、That's、then. Each time you get elections, you you might have chance to lose your positions in the next round. Right. Yes. So in order to sustain yourself, so you can't like doing by following your will, but、right. you are you are basically just like、um, just maintain status yeah, yeah, quo. Yeah, yeah. Your your、yeah. hands are basically blocked. You can、right. you can't do things you really want to do. Right. So you can see like the policy should be looks like like a triangle, but、mm. it, it turns out like a rectangle or something like that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Huh. Yeah, I know.、Uh, some of your family is in politics, right? I don't know、yeah. how much we can say about uh, that. Uh, but. <laughs> yeah. So we do see politics since I was like since I was born.、Mm. So I'm. Surrounding by this kind of atmosphere and learning all the, I saw a lot of news and like a lot of stories. So I was, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I heard a lot of stories about talking just like how politics and actually work、mm. and how dark it is. Yeah, yeah. we need to get you drunk and have another podcast. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> like finding out in the end,、yeah. everything is just like trade off deal flow.、Mm-hmm. That's it.、Mm-hmm. How do you want to trade with me? Yeah. How do you? How do we get this to see together? Or most of the time, as how do I pull you down?、Mm. Yeah. Oh. So as a person、wow. who likes risk、uh-huh. and coming from a political family, do you have political aspirations in the future? Or after having this experience, do you totally want to stay away from politics? 
Honestly, I will stay away from here. Dude, okay. it's it's too tired. Imagine my dad is like already like 68 or 69. Mm. He still have to wake up at seven every day. Even mm. he has work in the weekend. Right. Imagine that kind of work. Damn. Imagine that kind of life when you are like 65 or 70. Wow. You still have to do that. Like every weekend he has to wake up at five and go to like, like go to markets and start talking to people right start to get Man. more get more informations how long has he been in politics he had doing to 28 years wow yeah, yeah. wow 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 hey you knew okay. it down to a t yeah that's impressive. That impressive wow and is that also like your grandparents as well were your grandparents no, in no, politics no, no they escaped from china back in the time yeah oh really so, yeah, yeah most of our family members are were in we're from China. Like original, like Guomingdang, like yes, literally yes, running yeah, away. Literary. Yeah, 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 yeah. They took the boat yeah, yeah. from like Shanghai to Taiwan. Wow, yeah, like yeah, literally they, they, during they the actually, war. Yeah, they've been through the war. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So like when I was a kid, I heard all the stories. I, I really can't imagine how it was, how it was like so, Whoa. the situation is so bad. Were like, your parents born in Taiwan or were they born? My parents in, born in Taiwan, but my, oh, so my parents, year. like my father's siblings, few of them are born in uh, Shanghai. China. Born okay. In China. Yeah. Where? Where is your family's Laojia? Laojia was Shandong. 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 Oh, yeah, that's Shandong. the heart of, that's like the conservative heart yeah, of, yeah. So of they, China they too. They ran all the way from Shandong to Shanghai. Oh, and that's took awesome. took the boat from Shanghai to Taiwan. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, what a story. That's that's it, really it Chinese like history the, right there. Because the boat is like, uh, I think they told like five engines and three engines was malfunctions. So they spent like two <sighs> weeks, two weeks in sea and from Shanghai to Taiwan. No way. Like two weeks. And wow. they barely have food and like they, they can barely survive. I'm sure, man. There's no way they expected it to be two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of boat was that? Do you know? I'm not sure, but yeah. it's like kind of big boat for, uh, for cargoes. Damn. Man. Yeah. It was like oh. full of like yeah. nationalist party members yeah, like, trying yeah, to get yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, really? Yeah. Where in Shandong is it? Like Qingdao or? We were at Rizhao. Rizhao. Okay. Rizhao, yeah, yeah. Wow. So do you still have roots and like family or a home or property or whatever in, in China? Do you have some connection there? We or? we actually went there to find out, but there's none. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's none. Yeah, that's yeah. such a weird feeling. Because right? like they already remodeled many times already. You can't yeah. really find a find an old building. You only can find oh it's around here. Yeah. Oh wow! Where in in Shandong, all the way back there, or in Shanghai? Actually? In Shandong, in Shandong. Shandong. Yeah, yeah. Really? We all went back to Shandong to check it out. Yeah. Try to find out. They're trying to find out where we come from. Yeah, so I found a village actually who have the same last name. Oh, yeah, I'll find these people. Oh, we are the same last name. Oh, oh wow! That's really cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, because wow. your last name's not like common. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right, right, right. Is that a like a Shandong kind of thing, or that that name, that nah, family, or no, okay. just like the villages? Uh, it was the same last name. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, how old were you when you did that return to return to the mainland trip? You know, I was like like college, just went mm, for a trip. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah. How did that feel? How were your kind of emotions? Did you have any like thoughts or feelings about that? And obviously, be the, honestly, mm. no. <laughs> <laughs> Just like checking out new country. Yeah. I see. But I do, I do see something like having feeling like, oh, this is really where my grandparents coming from. Mm, uh, yeah. This kind of life there they have been through. Mm -hmm. 
Was that part of the reason that you wanted to work in Shanghai uh, at Apple? Is it because you, you know, kind of had some roots and connection there? Or? No, no, no. That was actually I moved to Shanghai is because my older brother was working in Shanghai too.、Mm. So he asked me to maybe look for a job in Shanghai.、Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. And、okay. then、uh, luckily、uh, got into Apple and have a chance to look around, the, look around the China. Right. Yeah, because my job was like、uh, I have to travel. Uh, I have to travel around China、uh, in weekdays,、mm. so I basically like took flights on Sunday night to like maybe to Chengdu, maybe to Nanjing, maybe to Shenzhen,、mm. and then like come back to Shanghai on、uh, Friday night. Okay, yeah, that was <laughs> that was my life most of the time. And yeah, what exactly were you doing? You know, when you're going to these cities. So,、uh, for example, I was there was a time I was working for.、Uh, I'm making displays. Oh yeah,、okay. so、Apple displays. Yeah, for Apple.、Ooh. Yeah, Apple displays. Ah,、uh, back in time was more on iPads. Okay, okay.、Yeah, display for iPads.、Mm. So I travel around to see the see these companies. I went to their factories and like check on if we having a like new products. I have to go make sure every day. So that's what we call ramping season.、Mm. So ramping season, I have to be in the factory. For like two to three months to make sure our product can launch on time,、mm. can have enough of the supplies. Right.、Yeah. So basically, I, what I my job is to make sure our output and make sure our quality and make sure the yield is good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Make、so、sure we don't waste money. Right. Right. Right.、Yeah. So basically, project management. Yes. So it's more like PM plus procurement. Right. PM plus buyer. So procurement looking for different suppliers. Pretty much, yes. So for looking for suppliers, is、uh, we have to dedicate in for our Cupertino team. Okay. So in the Asia team, is more focused on the PM side. Okay. So we go to factories and plan for the forecasting and do the allocation for each factories、mm. and to make sure we can having things on time. Because you know all the Apple products they require for high quality. So they spend a lot of time in doing inspections. Right.、Mm. Yeah. A lot of quality so, control. Yes. So、mm. every time we kind of like quality control highlighted out. So we will have to go like go through everything. And that must have been tiring as shit. Like going from Saturday yes, Sunday、man. night、yeah, to Friday、man. night. I had a full month. I stay in the factory for an entire month. Which factory? That was、uh, I think it's Foxconn. Oh yeah, yeah, Honda,、yeah, Foxconn, yeah, yeah, Foxconn yeah. in like maybe Guangdong or Shenzhen. Shenzhen. in Shenzhen. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. so you had to like live in that factory and basically yes, because like there was a project we have to. It was really an urgent, right? Back in the time, and then we basically having meetings every day in like eight in the morning, and then、oh. we still have to have another report during the night to for our counterparty. So、mm. we basically having meetings starting from eight o'clock in the morning till like three a.m. So you barely having time to、wow. sleep. So you just might as well just sleep there. Right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, like Elon Musk <laughs> sleeping、oh. in his factory. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, right. Pretty much,、yeah. but but you'd get back in time for like those usual weekly business trips. You're coming back to Shanghai、yeah. Friday yeah. night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.、Mm. <laughs> so every night, well, every weekend back in Shanghai, like party super hard. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Keep your mind sane, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. Wow. So how was that two years in Shanghai? That was that was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I like the city because like college, I was in New Jersey, so、mm. close to New York. Yeah. I like the way city is going fast. Yeah, I like that kind of pace.、Mm-hmm. So, like after I come back to Taiwan, I feel like the pace is a bit slower.、Mm-hmm. But after I went to Shanghai, I feel the, the same way as I like felt in、like、New York City. 
Shanghai and New York is all melting pot, very diversified, many kind of peoples, right. and like making a lot of new friends. Mm. Yeah, mm. really like cities. It's just like uh, you can never like eat all the restaurants in Shanghai because mm. after you go around, the new ones open again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, what are some good food you had in Shanghai? Shanghai, we uh, I forgot most of the names, but we, I actually went only one restaurant. I didn't go, but rest of the Michelin stars. Restaurants already. Uh, our experience already disappeared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Already. really. Yeah, That's but luckily, sad. luckily, I, I, I went there before the COVID. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because right. after COVID, most of most of the good restaurants they closed. Because uh, many of them on are on the bound, and then um, mm. the rent was too high, and they don't have the money to like. Also, all the employees and waitress, and they are all trained for a long time, mm. so you can like uh, just release them and find them back right away. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The COVID. Uh, all the lockdowns. Co- all the lockdowns. The COVID in Shanghai. Their policies. Everybody have to be stay at home few months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean that yeah. was no, but nobody can survive during. It's like, tough. That yeah. Do you still have a lot of friends in Shanghai? Yeah, still. Yeah. They were like they almost gone crazy back in yeah. like a few months ago. Yeah, they got locked at home for like a month. I mean, it was longer than that. I think. Yeah, right? it, was, yeah. it was months. It was months. months. Yeah, I think so. Wow. Yeah, they barely have food. Mm. Their food, like really relying on some someone to send it to him mm. with a box or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dang, exactly. Man. Yeah, that was crazy. Mm-hmm. What were your uh, best memories from Shanghai? Best memories from Shanghai's clubs, <laughs> yeah. bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there is a lot of speakeasy bars. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like down that, in the basement? Down in the basement or under the shelf or in the laundry machines. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, something very It is cool. really like New York. Yeah, it's like really very like cool. And yeah, 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 yeah. So I started to look at, there's more history and like, because each district are a little bit different. Because mm. they're like French, French con- district. Yeah, yeah, French district, French concessions. Xing Tian Di. Yeah, Each district is like big difference. Yeah. Just like how I feel in New York. So where's your favorite district in New York City and where's your favorite district in Shanghai? New York, I love East Village. Mm. Yeah. And a lot of sh- bars there too. A lot of bars there. <laughs> and Shanghai, is, I love Xuhui. Xuhui, okay. Yeah, what, what is, what is that, area like? the, that area is The area right there is more um, the old Shanghainese and all the expats living there. Oh, okay. Yeah, and okay. the building is older. It's more like Asians. Mm. Asian kind of buildings, like uh, each building might be going uh, already like 80 years, 100 years. And the views of the street is, uh, it feels like you're in French or somewhere. Huh. Yeah, but this you, is not the French not Quarter, the right? French quarter. Yes, okay. Yes, yes. So you do like feeling the vibe from different kind of countries. Like kind of a European feel yes, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit like that. Oh, wow. Okay. Did you yeah. go to Shanghai? Did you ever go to Shanghai when you were I've in? I've been to Shanghai. Okay. I went actually during the Olympics. Oh, and okay. right, which was right around the time of the Sichuan earthquake. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, and literally, I was on a plane about to land in Shanghai, and then the pilot said, "Sorry, we are not landing yet." And they didn't explain why, but they said we are. Ju-. And so the plane just starts circling in the air, <laughs> and everyone is starting to like, you know, you can hear people start whispering and like people start getting a little bit angry and start asking the flight attendant, like, come on, it's already been an hour. What's up? Like we can see Shanghai down there. What's going on? And, you know, people are kind of freaking out as well. Like, yeah, are we being hijacked, whatever? And then finally they came on and said, actually, there's been a huge earthquake in Sichuan, which is so crazy because that's far away. But because of that earthquake, 
they just weren't sure about what was going on, I guess. And then we couldn't land. <laughs> so oh, finally, wow. like after like an hour or two, probably like at the very last uh, drops of oil and gas in our in our plane, but we were finally able to land. And then, wow. yeah, and then when I was <laughs> in the taxi going to my hotel, the taxi driver was telling me about this huge earthquake. And yeah, I remember, I remember landing in Shanghai. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. But I didn't spend that much time there. So, you know, because I was living up in Beijing, but yeah, yeah, didn't have time to really check out Shanghai, you know, because I lived in New York as well for about 10 years before coming out to Taiwan. So just like you, I love big cosmopolitan crazy cities yeah, like man, that. So, uh, so do you miss New York? I do. I do. Yeah. But if I have a chance, I'll next city, I might want to go like Tokyo, live in Tokyo or mm. live in London or something. Mm. Yeah, to try out all other big cities. Another big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you do. been to Tokyo? Tokyo, yeah, yeah, okay. a few times. Okay. Yeah, but, but I, 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 I wanted to like spend more time to at least like half year or something to right. really explore into the city. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, I think our friend Timmy has a lot of stories from Tokyo, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 probably. <laughs> you can get him on the podcast. I heard, I heard through the grapevine that <laughs> he's got some pretty interesting stories from there. He is, he is. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to also collect some interesting stories? Well, um, yeah, if I have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> what about the uh, kind of crypto scene in Japan? You mentioned Korea, but what, what do you think about Japan and Japan's ecosystem? Japan is actually doing good too. Mm. So we can say like crypto in Asia is like Korea number one, and number two is Taiwan, and mm. third is Japan. So Japan, they're actually having more. I think Japanese really likes crypto a lot because I was playing the game I mentioned earlier, Step In, the Walk to Earn game. Right. Dude, there's like 30% of the players from Japan all around the world. Oh, wow. Like, yeah, okay. above like 100,000 or something players all from Japan. So I started to look at like Japan is more crypto uh, related product is already happening even in the like convenience stores and mm. like products starting using NFTs. We can see this kind of banner is already coming out. Mm. And also a lot of venture capitals is starting in uh, Japan too. Right. Yeah. We can see like projects are coming up. The way you look at the countries is actually doing crypto. You can see from the venture side. Right. So you can see like money's coming in. Money's coming. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. You know, there must be something exciting yes, going yes, on. Yes, right? yes, yeah. 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 So, oh, speaking of that. So you, when you came back to Taiwan, you said you started up a startup. Yeah. What exactly were you doing with that? So our stud was, so we met a project called Tom Blockchain because this project was, it was from Telegram. It's actually the Telegram used to have a project called Gram back in 2018. And then the project it was blocked by a, a US SEC because of the, some ICO issues. People thought they abandoned the project already. But after they released all the codes online, uh, there is a, a group of people form a Tom Foundation to restart the whole blockchain projects. And then uh, one of my past partner was um, was the original investor back in 2018. He got his money back in 2021, but we also heard the news the project is coming back. And then we started to deep dive into more research and see what's up in this Tom blockchain. Mm. And we do see some chance. So we started to build uh, the original project was building uh, mining machines. So we actually building a mining factories and like providing uh, cloud mining for users online. That Based was, out of Taiwan. Based on Taiwan, yes. Okay, in Banqiao. Yeah. No, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, so looking for places. Uh, we actually had a name. 
Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Why Nehu? Because I just, I feel like, um, you know, because a lot of these mining projects, like in China, are like in uh-huh. Sichuan, right? Where the yeah, yeah, yeah. where the land is cheap and maybe there's like nice the electrical powers. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, why why Nehu? Because we are, we were kind of on rush, uh, mm. in rush during the time. Because that project, there was a window. You can actually mine out a lot of Tang coins. Mm. Yeah. So we were just uh, serious, yeah, I just want to get started and really in rush. So we we find an IDC room from the we found IDC data center from uh, Yuanchuan. Then we actually have the machines in Yuanchuan. So that's why we put it in in Neihu. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you kind of like piggybacked off of uh, an existing kind of infrastructure. Uh, pretty, pretty much, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. just start mining like crazy. Yes, yes, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause that part is, uh, we trying to bootstrap our own companies by just like selling these kind of servers first mm. and getting our first fund and then build more other projects. Right, Yeah. right. But I uh, underestimate the part of, um, um, Communication between partnerships. <laughs> oh, I mean yeah. that's true, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't a. It, it didn't, wasn't. Didn't end well. Uh, <laughs> I will say, like, uh, unfortunately, we are not in a good shape. Okay. <laughs> Communication yeah. is important. Communication is important, ladies and, and like, gentlemen. Yes. Yeah, big time. And big like time. finding the right team is so it's, important. Yeah, so right? important. Just, I do learn it's not just follow what you feel is good right yeah when we were talking it was always like the, the vibe was super great and like everybody felt excited and like oh yeah let's do it and there's gonna be a great project something like that but until the day you trying to talk about like profits and talk about yeah. shares and when you're on that part it's like yeah a bunch yeah. of kids without any experience it's really easy to go and fight mm. yeah yeah, yeah. So are you not involved with this project anymore or are you still, or are No, you- so we, can, we shut down the projects. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we yeah. only do the first phase and then we shut down the project. I see, okay. You're still mining though, right? Are yeah, still, still mining. mining. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I have my own mining facilities. Oh, wow. I was in Taiwan. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So you're just renting some space and, and mining? Yes. Okay. I built a mining facilities in, also in, around Taipei. Wow. Yeah. And then uh, what I did is our, my model is like I using, I also do mining. So I have parts of my, my machines and I rent out rest of the spaces to others. Oh, so nice. basically I can use the rental to cover my utilities. Yeah. Oh, yeah that, that was the model awesome. I, I built. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, just, the, most of the uh, mining factories are pretty similar to this. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, so- the point is how do you, how do you actually find your customers? Right. Yeah. And then there's a lot of, I'll say this way, like crypto is a little bit sketchy though. <laughs> <laughs> you can okay. see like many kind of persons is doing crypto. Right. Yeah. You yeah. have, you see good people, but you also see like someone. Not so good people. Not yeah. so good. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you have to like doing crypto kind of business. You really have to be careful. Yeah. Yeah. You got to keep one eye, one eye open all times when you're sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. So how big is this, this operation? Mine is not that big. It's like 150 square foot. Okay. It's not big. It's just a, a normal office. Okay. I just transform a normal office into a mining facility. Hmm. Yeah. It's not big. It's, it's like compared to others, it's small. Mm, <laughs> you can yeah. still probably fit a lot of miners yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. 
And we started off the podcast talking about the merge, right, with yeah, ETH yeah. 2.0. Uh -huh. And a big part of that is the proof of work going to prove, to prove of stake, yes. right? And that's kind of the big story, right? That uh -huh. a lot of these miners have a problem with it, obviously, because am, it's no I, longer proof yes, of work. Yes, I am one of them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I'm starting to worry, where should I go? <laughs> yeah, right? So, But what I really think is, you can see there's a new fork is coming out. Right. Said is uh, they're still going to continue with the proof of work in Ethereum. But what I see is uh, there is still a lot of capacity and computing powers, even after Ethereum upgrades. So where are these computing powers going to go? So must be someone who are creating a game to reform this Ponzi. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, there's actually calling there. There's actually a project coming out. It's called ETHW. Mm. So they're just going to continue the POW of ETH. Mm, yeah okay. so i think there is still some space you can play around okay. so maybe half there then wait for maybe someone create a new game about like using computing power to generate values because mm. this is really the same as you know like what to earn what to earn this is my to computing to earn right, right? this is basically the same model like applying on everything Right. So you can see like crypto project is all related to how to earn. So what about the future for you? I mean, is this, you know, something that you got into because it was interesting and you kind of got in at a good time as well, um, that you're just kind of riding these waves and having fun and going deeper and deeper. Do you think this is something that you envision yourself doing for like the next 20, 30 years? Or is this more like a means to an end? It's like, I want that money and then be able to do maybe what you really want to do. I, I don't know. Uh... Because of crypto and now I'm joined VC. Because before crypto, I really don't understand how does seriously the business market work. Mm. And then luckily I, I'm now in a VC now. I'm looking at projects with a different angle. Before joining VCs, I never like really look at companies' valuation and each round how they get funded and how they actually build the process and how, how they find for resource and even how they get their talents mm. and how they train everything. So I really see myself, well, stay in, I think I will stay in the v, VC industries, mm. but doing crypto forever, maybe no. Another part, I was also uh, studying at ESG, but crypto, oh, right. yeah, crypto is one of the big thing I see. I can see like for the next five, 10 years, I will mm. still have, there's still a lot of chance I can, uh, play around. Yeah, uh, back to the ESG. So is this ESG related at all to kind of like blockchain and other things? Or is this a completely different thing? This is a couple, uh, <laughs> it's kind of completely different. Okay. But ESG, you can also using the blockchains to do it. The full word for ESG is environment and society and governance. Right. Yeah. So that's a new concept that can apply on all the comp listed companies in the futures. Mm -hmm. So that's all, also our the goal from the world. So we are looking for like uh, neutralized all the carbon footprint by 2050, yeah. Mm. So they trying to neutralize all the carbon footprint. So people started to understand our need to take care of the world. So all the listed companies should be responsible for providing the right way to operate a company. So you cannot like just doing like pollution all the times and, and you don't care about your labors and you don't care about how the, how the factory actually work. You only care about profits. Mm. So you, you need to spend money on making your company become like more using green energy and using right. a green way to, to do all your product, do all your pro, uh, process system. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Why, why, where did this come from? This has come from <laughs> because my mom, as I mentioned earlier, is my mom is an accounting professor. Mm. She also studied in ESG for the past three years. 
Yeah. Mm. And then we do send some uh, research paper to like to some international groups and also like start to involve more in like, ESG studies. Yeah. And mm. then that's the that's the angle why I started to look at ESG. And oh, I saw so cool. I saw like a lot of news and a lot more like big four accounting firm. They're all talking about ESG. Mm, yeah. And they started a position calling that the chief of ESG. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And then I I do see there is a big market is coming mm. from ESG part. It's just like uh, you look at crypto ten years ago. Right. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. You got your parents into crypto, and now your mom's getting yeah, you into yeah, like yeah, ESG. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. So yeah, it just seems to me that you're always very kind of curious and interested in like the cutting edge, the you know what's happening or what's about to happen. Yes, yes, yes. That's the kind of personality I'm since I was I was a little kid. Right. So I, li- I love to looking for new things. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. And that's where, yeah, I think it kind of converges all of these uh-huh. different interests, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you think in the next like 20 years or so? If you're not doing ESG, if you're not doing crypto, what is the kind of ideal situation for ideal life? I would want to live next to a beach, mm-hmm. you know, having a beach house, but I would love to like still uh, travel a lot. I'm really, really seriously looking for a job that I can like maybe stay in half year in States, half year in Taiwan. Okay. That's, that's ideal, your dream. Yeah. That's my dream. Yeah. Uh, so I see from the VC angle. Yeah. Then that might be possible. True. Yeah. Yeah. I think Cause, that's because the job the is like travel around looking for projects and investors. 100%. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe San Francisco, New York, of course. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because all the good projects about tech is all in Silicon Valley. Of course. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And like doing VC is all about connections. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're making those connections and you have those connections. Trying to. Trying to. Yeah. Uh, trying to make it happen. Those first billion. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Alex, any other last questions for our wonderful guest here? Uh, no, no, Alan I, th- I think I think uh, anything else you want to say, like wrap it up. Um, I'll say for all the audience, like if you do crypto, be safe. <laughs> <laughs> don't go in. Again, don't, go in. <laughs> don't go all in. Yeah, don't never do that. Don't go in. Yeah. That's the only suggestion. <laughs> OK, so I'll ask you one final question. Sure. So who is Satoshi Nakamoka? Oh, not Nakamoto. Nakamoto. Honestly, we don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, but I think it's a group of people. You think it's a group of people? And it must be a group of people, and they do this on purpose to having a name that everybody don't know who it who it is, and that's the also the reason why Bitcoin is that powerful. Tell me. Mm, yeah. That mystery. That mystery. Yes. Yeah. People like people like this kind of feeling. It's interesting. Yeah, it's kind of like the scarcity, right? Exactly. The scarcity, the once, mystery. Once you know who actually created, you are starting to criticize on that person. Exactly. Yeah, and then the value will goes twisted. Right, yeah. right. But then right, on the right. opposite end of that, you have like the Bitcoin maxis. Yes, yeah, yeah. How, how do you, do you like the Bitcoin maxis then? Bitcoin maxis? Nah. Also, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Trade-offs, right? Yeah, it's like good it and is, bad. No. For, yeah. Trade-offs, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Huh, okay. So, yeah, we just revealed it. Satoshi Nakamoka. 
over there <laughs> that is <laughs> it's gonna be on the news we found out who it is the puppy the puppy the puppy that's what it is all right um yeah i know you guys are busy and you have a very important dinner to go to after this so, yeah uh -huh. yeah i want to thank you very much for coming in no here and My chatting pleasure. and uh pleasure. sharing your interesting stories and expertise mm -hmm. thank you as well alex olin dude i didn't do anything as always but this is cool for being the man <laughs> and making stuff happen so yeah we appreciate it until next time everyone thank you very much thank Peace. you